Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today, we welcome Violetta Aura Wingsas, a shamanic healer, a seeker of truth, an intuitive woman driven by life's miracles. She left her home in France and became a world traveler to discover and wander to faraway lands in order to pursue her dreams. She ventured to places like South America and the Amazon, where she discovered the magic of the ancient indigenous cultures and their healing practices. And now today she shares healing using these practices. We are very pleased and honored to have her with us today for her to share with you her journey and how her soul became such a healer. Yes, hello, good morning. Hi, nice to meet you ladies. Nice to meet you too, I'm Mandy. Hi, Mandy. I'm Shiana. Nice to meet you, Shiana. Violetta, how do you say your last name? So this is my spiritual name. So actually the way you pronounce it is uh, Violetta and then Oro Wingsas. So Oro in Spanish means gold and then wings in English. So I'm basically the golden wings. And that's how the name came to me in uh, 2016, something like that. I had an awareness that my name was changing, that I had to work with a code. And out of the blue, I received a notification from the local uh, district court saying, you need to process your name change. So that was just a confirmation of spirit telling me I need to change my name. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not. <laughs> and the sass, is that because you're a little sassy or what? Exactly. <laughs> I think my spirit guy that you see in the background a little bit is a little bit sassy because it's a massive. So I'm going to show you. So that's uh, my headset. It's beautiful. Did you make it? In Mongolia, I was made great shaman master. We call it a manjik. This is basically the representation in heavens of my spirit guide. You have the light, all the colors of the chakras, and the serpent and the rainbow is represented here. And so we have uh, the earth bells on it. Everything has there that. Is a, exactly. I love that. And we have a jaw harp. It was really a revelation for me because I was trained first by a master shaman in Peru from Cusco for like seven years. And then I met this great master shaman from Mongolia. His name is Bienve Dorch, who traveled for the first time ever to the Western world uh, last year. And I did several wow. weeks of training with him. Wow. And we retrieved together my super powerful spirit guide who happens to be 12 generations behind okay. me from Siberia. So. Well, that is so interesting. So just to give, I'm so fascinated already. I wanted to tell you that I've been doing a lot of ancestral work and I have a great shaman who is 12 generations past. He was um, known as the great tent shaker, um, Etienne Pirosh, who then kept coming to me. I took some shaman classes and learned how to journey with him. He helps me in my healings. That's beautiful. So I'm originally from Louisiana and so is my family. He is from the First Nation, Abenaki. So he was in Trobriviere in over in Canada. 
and his family then eventually were relocated to uh, Louisiana and they became the Cajun people. <laughs> this is our connection because I'm from France originally. There you go. His sister was the very first Indian woman, as they know, that actually was sent to France and she married a Frenchman. And that was the first wow. union of their people um, to ever be recorded anyways. That's beautiful. I'm getting the chills already. I am too. <laughs> your spirit guy is connecting with mine. This is so gorgeous. I love that. See, there's no coincidence. No. Well, how did you? How did your journey start? Friends, I was born, you know, in Paris. So I'm a Parisian. I'm a city girl. <laughs> but I've always been fascinated by native traditions, and I started to read at a young age. And with my brother, we would always dress up, me in kind of Pocahontas and him as the cowboy or whatever. And we would play, we had a teepee in our garden and we would play for hours. And I really related to nature at an early age. And then as time passed by, you know, I went to Brittany uh, a lot in France. The Brittany has similar uh, rock formation as Stone Age in, in England. So you have those big rocks that are supposed now uh, that I've learned you know, years after to connect you to other dimensions when you embrace it and you can change uh, dimension, you can recharge your body energetically. So I've always been fascinated by the metaphysics and the spirit world and I was connecting the fairies a lot when I was little, you know, in my dream journeys. Yeah, that was really beautiful. I got a big call to go to South America. I studied the foreign languages, English and Spanish, and I was really driven to go to America. And I traveled to Venezuela first. I was 26. And then I traveled to the Amazon on my own with my backpack on the bus <laughs> for two weeks. And I spent time there in Puerto Ayacucho, worked with the natives. And I discovered, you know, so much wisdom and so much respect for what they call in South America, the Pachamama, you know, the earth. And those people really living in the present moment and honoring, honoring all aspects of life, which is really the four elements, you know, water, earth, fire, air. Uh, the four directions, north, south, east, west. And so as my journey went on, I encountered uh, my former husband, who's uh, an American diplomat. And so he took me to North America. In North America, I started to meet a lot of people in the native traditions. And then, you know how spirit goes, spirit will put you in contact with one person that links you to another person, to another person. And the next thing I knew 10 years ago, when I divorced, I, I met a great shaman from Cusco, Peru. And uh, at the same time, I was heavily involved in uh, yoga. I was going to uh, ashram, a lot of breathing work, a lot of yoga work. So my background now really, um, am, you know, involves all that I've learned over the years. So the, the shamanic practice, but the yoga, and also uh, I've always been driven, my spirit, my soul really calls on the beauty 
you know, beauty everywhere, because beauty is just a question of perception. You might think something is beautiful. I might think uh, something else. And, but all humans, I believe now, the way I relate to humans is I see one soul and I see one light. And the light covers all the spectrum of the rainbows. So within us, if you're able to relate to another person on that color level, on that light level, it really enhances you know, all your senses because we're definitely souls incarnated in a physical body and we have to navigate you know, the physical world. But when you don't take anything personally anymore, when you have cleared all your uh, energy field, energetic field, sorry, especially in my practice, what I've developed is really go down to the core, to the roots of emotional trauma, of drama, what is stores, uh, you know, what are DNA stores, generation and generations of trauma. It's up to seven generations what we carry with us. So until somebody can recognize that something is off, but they say, it's weird because it doesn't really belong to me. Why this pattern keeps coming up in my life? Why do I keep having those lessons and I hit a wall and I don't understand and I hit another wall? So until somebody, <laughs> yes. right? Until somebody can come from the outside and that's kind of you know, my, uh, my work, my mission here, and identify the root of the problem, which is stored in the DNA and gradually remove that. And it's a gradual process. It starts, I start usually with a lot of yogic breathing, a lot of yoga posture, like, you know, down dog or things like that. So the blood flow. I've developed something very unique through uh, my guided meditation, which is the sound. And right now, because of all that COVID fear, if every human on earth, would learn to tune with their own vibration and vibrate at their rhythm, which is the rhythm of Gaia. Anyone at any moment can heal himself or herself, just like this, you know? It's a question of doing an OM and then tuning with the vibration. That will resonate with your own heart and connect with your soul. So we're basically all healers walking on earth. It's just some of us remember it and others just don't remember it. But what I've noticed uh, along in my practice is you can really have someone shift within, I would say. I usually do three, six or nine sessions. Those are the powerful shamanic numbers, you know, three, six, nine. Three is the magic shamanic number. So you have to work in three. So usually in yeah, six to nine sessions, somebody can really shift totally and remove you know, that, uh, that trauma. So this is uh, my journey. I learned a lot in North America. I'm very grateful. And my path is leading me soon back to South America. So where I want to build a nice uh, retreat center and invite people from all over the world. That's exciting. You know, I didn't choose this path. Mm-hmm. You know, it chose me. And so everything that you're saying, you know, happened to me. 
And I feel, I always get emotional almost because I feel so very honored that I was chosen to mm-hmm. do this work for my ancestors because mm-hmm. I, that's what I've been doing for years now. It's very important because when we heal totally, when our body is totally clear and we only vibrate from the heart, you know, the key as humans is to vibrate from this chakra, the heart chakra. And actually, I wanted to show you, I work with the rose. So this is what I have on me. It's made in Guatemala by native women. What's really unique in my practice is the rose or the rosary was used in the ancient, ancient Celtic practices to heal people and especially for women to embrace the high divine feminine and for men to recognize that there's no divine masculine within them if they don't honor the divine feminine within them. The divine feminine is is Gaia and is all nature around us. So basically the rose is the high consciousness of the divine feminine. And so I work with the rose, I work with rose essence, I work with rose elixir, I work with petals of roses that I dry, I do ritual. I don't know if you're familiar with what a dispatcho is. I took, you know, the native tradition, which is blowing intentions in uh, bay leaves or pieces of wood and and then honoring the earth with the sugar, corn, uh, lentils or whatever. But I always put roses in it because rose is your connection to the high consciousness. What we call, you know, the ninth chakra, the ascendant masters, the pure light being. It's not a coincidence that in America, you say, let's go smell the roses. You see, those are ancient words that have to come back in our uh, daily life for a daily practice to know, uh, for example, what a yoni is. A yoni is the divine feminine sacral genital organs and the lingam, the lingam, is the male divine masculine genital uh, area, which you can find on trees outside. If you look at trees, I take my groups in the woods and you will look at trees. Some trees will have a perfect uni on them and other trees will have a perfect lingam on them. So the trees, some trees will be representing divine feminine, other trees divine masculine, and they all work together. They all communicate through their roots, through fungus or fungi. And then you recognize when a forest or a land is blessed, you know, by fairies and nature spirit. And when it's blessed by us, human, when you'll have a lot of mushrooms and when you'll see a lot of trees with those designs of yonis and lingam, that means it's creating perfect balance and perfect harmony. So when we relate as man and woman in in a sexual way, but in a sexual world that's sacred, you know, I see your soul, I see your light, I see your yoni, I see your lingam. You take the whole world and the whole spiritual world to another dimension. You see, You're, you're out of the pure physical 
which really resonates at the lower chakras, which is really, uh, let's go get toilet paper. You see? So. <laughs> that's what we need when, when crisis hits is toilet paper. <laughs> well, that's because the first chakra, which is at the base, you know, around your genital area represents fear. Here. So if you're not able to transmute that fear, then you, you're going to go for something that's going to calm, but calm momentarily your fear. And in my work and my mission here is really to, to transmute that fear, not to calm it down or put it in the closet until it comes back and really haunts you really bad because fear can trigger and escalate into something really violent and dramatic. My work is really to transmute and I use more and more stones like the amethyst or the rose quartz with my clients and I do more and more fire ceremony. I've been doing uh, with my tribe here, we must have done in the past six months, at least four fire ceremonies because we live in the Washington DC area. So you can imagine the density and the tension here. And I can tell you, we have witnessed, you know, the change and the shifts around us just by transmuting that fear energy and setting the intention of transmuting fear into serenity, calm, harmony, but most of it, love. This is the pure energy we have to tune in, you know, pure love from our heart and resonates from light to light and love to love. You know, this is totally off topic, but when you were talking about the trees, there's just so much to be learned from trees. I was watching this show the other day about the crown shyness that trees, yes. you know, uh -huh. the channeling, the channeling gaps. Yes. And there is no denying when you watched those trees and the movement and how they create that those channel gaps so that they don't touch each other. You can mm -hmm. literally see that they're alive. It's so beautiful. Yes. It's yeah, so beautiful. And, mm -hmm. I've never I've never heard about the um, uni, but I mean every tree. I mean I've seen that so many times uh, on trees. So thank you for educating me on that because oh you're welcome. You're, yeah, I've, I've never heard that before. Shanna and I have heard a lot this year about the feminine and masculine energies. We're moving into that more feminine energy. And so we're going to start uh -huh. seeing that. I think mm -hmm. that a lot of people assume that that means all that men have to convert or change their energy over to being more feminine. <laughs> but the reality no. is, is that we all need to have both. Can you talk about exactly. that? Exactly. Yeah, we all need to embrace that balance. So men actually, especially here in North America, have been shut down emotionally. And, you know, I'm starting to have more and more young men coming to my practice, uh, mainly men in their 30s, because they feel uh, very good, but uh, they've lost a sense of identity, you know? So their identity is either I'm going to behave like, you know, the big macho or I'm going to get scared and then I have to hide to, to cry. And so I have to explain to those young men, it is OK to cry. It is OK to have emotions and it, it is OK to let it go. Don't be mistaken by the macho. The real man is the true hero. 
those are the words, the sacred words we have forgotten in our language. The true man is a hero, he's a warrior. And the true woman, she's a goddess, she's a warrioress. And inside of each of us, there's a warrior and there's a goddess. And so when you use those sacred words and you relate to your body that everything you do, everything you say is related to those sacred words, then women of course can be emotional and women can be strong at the same time. And men can be emotional and can be strong at the same time. It's the, the end of that extreme patriarchy we're witnessing right now. And we're tuning with the big yin energy because the earth, Gaia, is asking us, you know, let's all be in unity, in communion. What those millions of years of patriarchy have taught to men is like, don't cry in public, don't show your emotion. And just shut down your sexuality. And unfortunately, that's why you see so many young people totally hooked on porn videos or violent games or things because a lot of young men are searching for their identity because their mothers didn't take the time to explain to them what their sexuality was. It all comes down to explaining to a young boy and a young girl how do I relate with the feminine and the masculine when I relate to nature? And how is that a mirror within myself? As I just told you, when a mother, like I tell my daughter, uh, use the sacred word of yoni, Y-O-N-I, to describe her genital area, then we don't talk about period anymore. We talk about your moon because a woman follows the moon cycle. I have a daughter and I have a son, so I have both. I tell my son, you know, you use your lingam and I show him two books. So the sexual practices of the uh, King Yushua. I can recommend that book. I can send you. That book is essential to educating young girls and young boys about the sacred words. It has drawings of yonis and lingam. And all the drawings relate to an animal of power. So this is the native tradition all over America, but also Africa or Asia, when there was a time in the native tradition, or there's still a time in the native tradition now over the world, well, uh, we can talk about sexuality, we can talk about our body and our body and mind and spirit relates to nature with sacred words. And we don't shut down our emotion because the native will tell you, look, the earth is raining. So you are raining too when you cry. The earth is on fire or oh, you're having anger. So let the fire come out and transmute it. You see, this is how we, we can recognize our emotions. So mm -hmm. we really have to learn to embrace those both aspects and be okay when we feel angry, but know that we don't have to ventilate the, the anger towards the opposite sex or towards uh, anyone. We can know how to transmute it. And, and that's what the natives do when they do ceremonies. You know, somebody is angry or, or uh, something has happened in the community. Let's sit together and right. let's right. talk about it. And young boys or even the warrior, the chiefs, 
they're allowed to cry in front of women and men. It's okay. Yeah. You know what else I find amazing? And, and, you know, I wonder if this is something that you have found in your journeys and traveling all over working with indigenous practices, Mm -hmm. but that when there was a problem or a sickness in somebody, whether it was emotional or if it was physical, the entire community, the tribe as a group would all come together and they would do it within like three days or something. They wouldn't let it drag out. They wouldn't let you have this chronic pain years later. They would deal with it as a community together, Mm -hmm. all of them Mm -hmm. right then. They didn't have these, uh, you know, traumatic events popping up 30 years later. Exactly. So we're witnessing a big, I would say, sometimes I call what we're going through as a collective, you know, with the COVID kind of a mudslide, but we have to go deep in the mud, like the lotus flower. You know, I took years of Buddhism and Zen study. We have to go deep in the mud to rebirth ourselves and to become that beautiful lotus flower. So right now the collective is what we call in the underworld. The underworld is all the world of the shadows, all the world of, you know, transmuting the emotion. And sometimes we emerge and we're like in the middle world. So we're here and uh, I see reality one way and you see it another way and uh, people see it a million way. And then you have the media on top of it, you know, exaggerating the whole situation. And then you have the upper world. So the upper world is the world of our spirit, the world of our soul. And more and more of us, thank God, I witness that every day uh, are meditating and we're getting in group to meditate. So I truly believe that meditation right now is really, really needed. And actually I'm thanking the virus every day because more and more people have to finally look at themselves And because we're getting into winter here in North America, winter is the time of introspection. You know, the leaves are gone. The trees are bare. The trees are naked. So we have to look at our nakedness. That's what I teach my clients to. Be naked in front of a mirror. Look at yourself. Talk to yourself. Touch yourself and see how beautiful you are inside out and really start falling in love with yourself. You don't hear a tree that says, oh, I don't really love myself. And what you're doing here, your branch is on me and uh, I'm going to cut it off. No, when you go in the woods after a storm, you have trees holding other trees. You know, they help each other. When it's time to go, it's time to go. But the, the other day I saw a tree that still had the roots down and had totally bent over another one and was still alive. There's fantastic magic in nature. We just have to recognize it. We, we can do it. It's okay if we go through a storm and we bend a little bit. But as you say, mm-hmm. as long as we have the community to support us, when it's cloudy outside, the sunflowers turn towards each other and cuff each other for warmth yes. and hug each other. There's, uh-huh. there's so much to be learned from nature. Exactly, exactly. You know what, last year, it was, um, was it last year, Mandy, when I woke up and I, I was frantic because I, 
you know, I usually would wake up to birds or, you know, something like that. And all of a sudden I hear like this. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what is, what is that? Like, and I'm telling my kids, I think I'm just texting. I'm like, it's summer, shut up. You know, I'm trying to sleep in. <laughs> but I look out my window and I was devastated. My neighbors were cutting down their tree. I didn't even know that my tree and that tree were not one mm. because they were so connected at the top. And when they cut down their tree, I didn't realize how much of their tree was in my yard. And I was mm. devastated because I sit out there with that tree. You can ask Mandy, it's like a freaking like zoo in my backyard. I have a hawk that visits me. I think I've actually trained it because I call it Oh, and it beautiful. will circle back. And, you know, ever since I've lived here, I have, um, <clears throat> I was so afraid that they would stop coming because all mm. I have is like one small part of what I thought was this ginormous tree, but they still come. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, you've had owls. Shanna's had so much nature and so much oh, so spiritual growth through that tree. Like that tree <sighs> has represented so much to her. So she was so sad. Uh, she was I still, yeah, I feel sick you know, in my stomach as, as I've been talking about it. But I can tell you, guess what? I realized that its roots, they didn't get all of it. And mm. it's actually part of the major root is in my yard. Mm. And I'm just- So they're yeah. still communicating uh, from on the ground. And usually when you have two big trees like that, one tree is male and the other one is female. I and know, it's a great partnership. What's happening to me sometimes because I live, you know, in, in the suburb is they'll start trimming like that and I will hear the trees crying. The tree is crying and asking for help. And what I'll do because actually we work, all of us work much more from home. I will go outside all this summer. Every time there were guys trimming bushes or whatever and like butchering the trees or the bushes, I would go out. Most of them are Hispanic and I'm fluent in Spanish. So I would say something really nice to them. You know, I would say, I know you have to work, but just be gentle. Can you cut a little bit less? I think what you've done is, is enough. And they would respect that. How to open the dialogue with someone and show him that I know, you know, this is your survival. You have to work, but, but do it in a way that you're aware of what you're doing and you're honoring and respecting the law of nature. And right yeah. now we're going through what we're going because we haven't been respecting the laws of nature's, you know, for, for years. But I think um, it's well needed. And while the earth, you know, ascend to 5D and while well, it's gonna be a lot of rocking and shaking. Can we talk about that? Can you share about what, how you feel about that? What you see and what you believe is to come? Uh, what I believe is we've been on, you know, the ascend, we're like finishing for a lot of us who had some kind of awakening over the past, I would say 10, 15 years since 2012, it's been ascending, ascending, ascending. So a lot of us have been doing their work, you know, clearing the body, clearing the soul, clearing the heart chakra, and we're ready to ascend to another dimension with the earth. So that's why also... Right now, I'm helping a lot of souls to go to the other side. So what I've been doing a lot since the beginning of the crisis is helping people who have family members who are passing 
to gently take the soul to the place where they're supposed to go with lots of light and lots of love. And what Gaia is telling us is it is okay for those souls to go because they're done with their work and they cannot ascend to, to the higher dimension. So what I feel is most of the souls and especially the youngest, you know, the little children who, who, who are going able, who are going to be able to ascend with us will be supported. And we're gonna leave among humans during a phase, I feel like maybe four or five years, there'll be different groups. There'll be groups tuning totally with Gaia, with the five, the fifth dimension, and other groups still in the fourth and maybe some in the third, like seeing, you know, deep reality. But uh, a lot of souls are being called back and, and we have just to be okay with it and honor it because again, in the native traditions in Asia, people celebrate death. We travel when we come to birth and then we travel when we die. And, and the, the key, when I help family members and clients with that, I tell them, you know, do you make sure uh, there's no regrets? You have forgiven everybody you need to forgive and you have forgiven everything you need to forgive about yourself. So you clear, you feel free to embrace the light and go where you're supposed to go. Because a lot of souls who are just going suddenly and they don't have time you know, to catch up, they, they stay kind of what we call in intermediate realms. That's how we call it in the shamanic world. And that's how they reappear like ghosts, like shadows or things like that. So our work, our spiritual being is, is to clear. So you have the magnetic field around the earth it's very shiny right now. And if you guys see rainbows often, that means that you're connecting with the magnetic field around the earth, which is really uh, scanning a lot of colors, all the colors that you have on sense of soul are above your head right now. Uh, and so you have to imagine every time you have somebody in your surrounding going up, just send him all that rainbow color and help them, you know, to forgive and, and just go back to, to the light. Gosh, I just feel so blessed to be on this call with you today. I, you know, I'm Thank just, you, I'm just absorbing it all. I just feel like a student right now. And you, you <laughs> just, yeah, I'm like speechless, which Shanna will tell you doesn't happen to me very often. <laughs> Thank you, Mandy. I'm very honored. We're here to share our wisdom. And if this interview today is going to bring more love and more peace and more colorful beauty, but most of all, more joy, then we're good. Right? This is our goal. I'm getting the chills again. <laughs> I love your energy so much, Violetta. You have to ask you, mm -hmm. you're clearly like an old soul. Like your bio says you're, you've been a seeker of truth since you were very yes. young, since you were very, yes. very young. Have you done past life regressions? Like, where does this come from? Where does this passion that you've had since you were such a little child come from? I started to tune to my past incarnations in dreams when I was little. And actually it's funny because recently my mom has sent me letters or 
or old journals that I used to write, not a coincidence, just to show me how my dreams were vivid and my dreams were about past lives. Mm -hmm. So when I started what we call the, the journeying in the shamanic world, you drum. Oh, actually, I'm going to show you my shamanic drum, which I made with elk skin from Oregon. So when I drum like this, I'm tuning with the earth of uh, Gaia. So when you drum and you close your eyes and you meditate mm -hmm. and you go on a journey, when you yeah. set the intention, you can go back to past lives. So I've downloaded a lot until last year. I wanted to gather more information because so I did what we call a quantum physics past life regression. It lasted almost two hours with a beautiful person that's among my tribe and I discovered I've been to Lemuria I've been in Atlantis I was in Jerusalem at some point <laughs> I was with Magdalene's in the south of France a native many times in South America but I didn't see any past life in North America so I think that's why my soul took me here to learn a lot about the natives but most mm. of what I discovered is before this lifetime, I was on another dimension and what we call the grid keepers. It's a very particular mission because actually uh, that's why I'm more sensitive to solar flashes. I'm more sensitive to moon cycles, like full moon, new moon, eclipses, oh. because every time I can travel and journey as soon as I drum and I mm. find myself really in another realm and I'm rotating like this around the earth. <laughs> so. Wow. Oh, get dizzy. Mm -hmm. I wanted to share something with you really fast because it's probably one yes. of the best gifts I've ever gotten in my life. Shanna oh, did this drum for me. Oh, with the tree yeah. of life. This is so yep. gorgeous. This is Isn't beautiful. I know. Oh, and the full moon on it. Oh, I'm getting the chills so, again. <laughs> my last name, my last name is Baum, which means tree in German. Tree in German. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So you feel you have a lot of the tree spirit in you, Mindy. <laughs> my family's all really tall. I feel there's a specific tree you need to relate for uh for your soul to really blossom. And that's what I'm getting from spirits. So go find your tree of love. Hopefully when you're not allergic to Mandy, because she's allergic <laughs> to so many of them. <laughs> I have a tree that I loved, like loved every single time I drove past it. I would stop and just park and stare at this tree. It was in Washington. Mm. It just spoke to me. And mm. so I took a picture of it and uh -huh. it, it was it was just captivating how attracted I was to this particular tree. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably so. resonate with your spirit because like me, you know, if you have some fairy spirit in you, because remember mm -hmm. the soul is, is made of a puzzle, right? So on the physical world, we can't really touch or identify with that. But our soul is a ball of light, but made of our past lives, of course, but of many dimensions. And we mm -hmm. all had to go through the whole spectrum of life, you know, 
being in an animal or being a plant. And, and so when you relate to the nature spirit, try to mm -hmm. ask your soul, which nature spirit is within me with my soul and identify what I call a guide tree, you know, like Shana was talking about that tree in her yard. Very important right now to ask questions to spirit and ask for signs and spirit will answer you because she is, is very fast. So it's, it's very important for us right now to have a guide tree, best is two female male, and then animals totem because they're here to protect you and your spirit guides. All of us human on earth are working with spirit guides from the other side. Some of us have ascended masters, others have uh, ancestors. It's a mix of both, you know, for me. Uh, so it's very important right now because people feel very isolated. So when you go within and you ask, uh, Gaia to support you with your totem animals or power animals, with your plant totems or power trees or flowers and your spirit guides, then you feel, you're going to start feeling more powerful. You know, you're going to start building more strength and you're going to relate to all the elements in, in, a, in a different way. And what's really, I think, the base of the Christ of humanity, it has been loneliness. Because when you feel lonely, then you go down the slope of not feeling good and feeling sad. And next thing you know, instead of sometimes reaching out for help in a sweet way, you're going you're gonna to be angry and you're going to be violent. So we really need right now to identify our network but not the regular human network, you know, the other young network. So, so we feel more balanced. You know what? I bet that's why some people are so drawn to certain flowers. Like who doesn't have their favorite flower? You know, exactly. I never thought about that till right now. Maybe uh -huh. go a little deeper with that, with that love for that flower. What could we do? What, what would be something that we could do? Okay. So the way I work with the rose. Yeah. Just as you designed the tree of life, on mm -hmm. main run you have to retrieve what we call the flower of life yeah the flower of life is in your heart and we all have a seed of a flower of life in our heart it's in the back of the heart that that's what kind of blossoms and balances the rhythm of your heart i work with the rose because it's the highest consciousness so for example if somebody had many heartbreaks or heart issues, then I start and I plant energetically the seed of the rose. And then we visualize the rose, you know, gradually blossoming. And remember the rose is very unique because you have the thorns, right? On the branch. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's always gonna be better to have a flower that has that dual aspect the beauty and the aroma, but also the thorns or some kind of itchy thing because it has to be balanced, feminine, masculine, always. So you can journey with your drum, uh, you can journey in meditation and ask spirit to tell you what is your flower of life within you. Mm -hmm. And it's always good to start with the rose because maybe some another flower is going to come. But next thing you know, you, you could be uh, walking down the street and suddenly you're going to stop at a flower you have never noticed before so this is the magic sometimes you know of your guys or opening a book 
for me, I'm very visual. Spirit sends me a lot of visual signs. It will be a book. It will be a sign on a computer. Recently, it's been a lot of license plates. I don't know if you guys get that sign. Please be patient. That's what I get a lot. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> For some reason, I have always been attracted to weeds. Instead mm -hmm. of getting me roses for Valentine's Day, I always tell my husband, just, just go pick me like a random bundle of weeds. <laughs> yeah. But that's perfect because you probably would, I feel the wild flower spirit, which is yeah. really yeah. beautiful because the wild yeah. flower is really the spirit of nature. You can call your flower of life in your heart you are my wild flower and why don't you blossom all that wildness you know within me she is a wild flower authentic and just spreading her <laughs> her love and beauty that is so mandy she's a wild flower that's for sure that's, that's what i'm perceiving yes i'm more of a controlled flower <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was thinking it would be really beautiful if we could just end today's amazing conversation with just a, a nice, simple meditation. Would you do that for us? Yes. So we're going to set the intention on what's going to be really adequate now, what people need to hear. And we're going to set an intention of transmuting fear into trust. And breathing, I'm going to drum to tune with the heart of Gaia. And I'm going to own a little bit. So I'm going to use, those are uh, Mongolian bells I tune with spirit. I'm putting my, what we call uh, a tolly. You might not see <gasps> it on the camera. What is that? Oh my God, I can see that. Can you see what animal it is? It's a wolf. Oh, it is. Oh, no, I can't. So see. this is my powerful totem animal, especially for uh, us women. It gives us a lot of stamina. But what's really good about the wolf, you know, the wolf is, is not a predator. It's, it's an animal who can be on his own for a while and go on miles and miles at a steady pace. But he always, he or she always goes back to his pack. So the wolf needs the community, needs his pack. He's a leader, but he loves to go back home.
to the east, the place of knowledge, to the west, our talents, to the north, our faith, to the center for perfect harmony. for the earth, for water, for fire, for the air. Trust wisdom, trust your guidance, embrace the warrior and the goddess within. Retrieve the flower of life in your heart. This is your power, the power of the truth, the power of your heart, the power of your soul. You're in a green meadow. You see the mountains, beyond the mountains, you see the ocean. Everything is perfect harmony. You see your power animals and you breathe and you breathe through the heart of Gaia. And you let the flower of life in your heart blossom. And you put water on it and you put love. And you raise your vibration from the first chakra in red to the second chakra in orange to the third chakra in yellow, to the fourth chakra in green. And you stay there in your heart. And you hug the earth and the earth is your mother. And you thank the earth for being your mother. And you thank the gift of life and you thank the grandfather son and grandmother moon and brothers and sisters stars and you ride in that green meadow and you take in the power of the mountains and the sweetness of the oceans and you swim and turn and turn and fill your heart with light. 
light goes up to the throat chakra, the color light blue, and you speak the words of your heart with gentleness and sacredness and beauty and sweetness and you honor and respect everybody's perception and everybody around you and you go up and up to the third eye and you embrace your vision the vision, dark blue color, the vision that opens like the rainbow, the rainbow spectrum of light, and you go up and up and you flash the light and pure golden light on your crown chakra all around your body and you Start making a number eight. Number eight is the infinity. You go up from the crown chakra, you go down through the left arm and left leg, and you go down to the right foot and curve around to the left go up through the right leg and right arm all the way up to the crown chakra and you close that number eight and you let it vibrate and circulate with light and pure light and golden light and violet light yellow light and green light and blue light and pink light the color of love and pure love within your blood the color of love within your blood the color of love within your blood And you are one with the heart of Gaia and one with the universe and the cosmos. And you embrace your brothers and sisters and all colors and all nature as one. This is the truth. We are all one love and light and joy on the earth and beyond. Aho. Thank you. Gracias. Wow. Oh. <clears throat> that was awesome. Thank you so much. This is really powerful. 
I'm still with my spirit guide. That's why my voice changes a little. Okay. I felt like I was listening to somebody else. (laughs) I know. (laughs) This is where my practice goes beyond regular practice because I go into what we call trance state. Mm -hmm. And I can channel one of my guides or ascended master who wants to talk and be part of the message today. So our words are so important and our intention, you know, if you send love to somebody to be healed right now in your family with the COVID, just pure intention. The true power of music, the drumming, see, we all have the chills. The true power of drumming is connecting to our heart and the heart of Gaia. Beautiful. So beautiful. I loved the color of love within your blood. We are one with Gaia, the color of love within your blood. And recently with my spirit guide sending that a lot, the the blood of life. What did I say exactly? The blood of love. (laughs) You're like, wait, can we hear? What did I say? (laughs) I love it. I would love to get the recording because, you know, I channel and I don't always remember sending intentionally love, love heals. And if you have the intention, it it will heal in just a few minutes. So kind of the the kidneys could be a frustration, ovaries is divine feminine there that needs to be balanced, maybe overgiving, you know, your mother, right? So, yeah, you you need to reestablish balance. Sometimes we tend to give too much to our children. So trying to take time for ourselves, honoring ourselves every day is very important because it's only when the blood of love in your heart is overflowing, not full, overflowing that you can give to others. So this is very important for us women like that because we're the big awakening on earth right now. Remember, remember you're the number one in your life. And you always give to yourself first and you always love yourself first before you give to others and you love others. Yeah, Yeah, and we're all (laughs) sick here. My kids are sick and... Oh, so it's draining the... Started out, yeah. So, so beautiful. I loved the color of love within your blood. We are one with Gaia, the color of love within your blood. I'm telling you, I was imagining so my circulatory system filling up with green. I was healing myself. I actually put my hands on my kidneys, which are hurting right now. I've had to move like four times to get comfortable. Mm. And I just imagined them filling up you know, and, and just with this healing light. Thank you so much. I really needed that. You're, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. So anytime you have a physical part, you know, that hurts, you're welcome, you know, to reach out to me, but take the left hand of your heart mm-hmm. on any part that hurts mm-hmm. and really intentionally send love and recently with my spirit guy sending that a lot, the, the blood of life. What did I say exactly? The blood of love. <laughs> You're like, wait, can we hear what did I say? I love yeah, it. I, I would love to get the recording because, you know, I channel and I don't always remember sending intentionally love. Love heals. 
and you always give to yourself first and you always love yourself first before you give to others and you love others yeah and we're all <laughs> sick here my kids are sick and oh so it's draining the started out yeah well think... it's good we did that session with the drum to kind of clear the energy but uh, i <laughs> would recommend you know i have my belt from mongolia open the windows in your house bell to clear the energy because when people start to get sick you, you can gather all kind of unwanted or unfriendly energy bell open the windows here i have a shaker that i use is it the same or is bells a little different the rattle is good to work on people but just to clear energy field in a home in a place bells are perfect all right awesome yeah, the rattle is more on your own energy field, but the bells, yeah. it's for the for the home and the drum, drum loud, bell first and drum loud, open the windows and then sage, sage a room. This is the best antiseptic, you know, yes. sage and uh, rosemary. Okay. Oh, you've been amazing. You're such a joy. Can you tell our listeners you, where they can find you? I mean, you offer some amazing sessions. Can you just give a shout out to your website? Sure. So my website is uh, violettaheartandsoul.com. It was such a pleasure to be part of this session with you ladies. And I feel we're deeply connected. <laughs> this Thank is you. so beautiful. This is the magic yes. of spirit, you know, making the encounter happens like that. It was so beautiful. I would just encourage our listeners to go on to her website. She has some amazing sessions. She also talks about her sacred circles that she does, all kinds of amazing stuff on there. She's got a little bit of a blog. Thank you so much. Let's stay in touch, ladies. It was really an honor to share that time with you. And we all need it right now. We all need to be cheered up and some healing. So I'll do a little uh, wolf howling for you, Shana, and your family who's sick. And some prayers, some wolf healing for you. Ow! Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.